0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Al on Pulse 95. Salam, welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Al I'm your host, covering everything sport, international and local. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in on the Instagram Live Masoud Mustafa Fahad Saad. Uh, Mariam uh You've got uh, Ayman And you've got uh, Who are Sid had Ashraf as well Amelia is in the building Ish You remember Ish From the other day man What a legend um, And also Who else have I got here I've got um, Lou Jab And I said Masoud already yeah, and everyone else who's just tuning in right now, thank you very much for connecting. And uh, we've got a wicked trophy today. Now, I'm right. Okay, so you know how important mental health is to a lot of us out there. And the topic of the day, actually, is about um, the tennis player called Naomi Osaka, who has refused to do interviews in the french open down to her mental health however she's been fined for it so find out what is happening with that Really, really interesting topic today coming up on the Halftime Show. I've had a few people actually send it through to um, to me personally and said, Hey, what do you think about this? We know you talk about mental health all the time. What's going on with Naomi Asaka? So we're going to be talking about that. Now, um, we also haven't spoken since uh, Manchester City lost or did Chelsea win the Champions League. But many people are actually talking about... Pep Guardiola and him overcomplicating things did he overcomplicate things or was he right to play the team that he played we're talking about that as well and also um, the trending thing in the UAE happens to be you know trackers and apps but are they a true reflection of our hard work stay tuned for more on the only place to be at three the halftime show on Pulse 95 this is the halftime show with, With Omar Adouri Oh, on. oh. 95. 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar al on Pulse95. It sure is that time. Mr. the Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your boy and your host on 95FM, Pulse95 Radio in the heart of Sharjah. Thank you very much for everyone who's tuned in. And if it's your first time tuning into the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. Get comfortable for the hour and spend that with me because we've got a lot of cool topics on the menu today. Right. Okay. So the one that's trending at the moment and it's the topic of the day and we're going to be discussing it a bit later. I'm starting to get comments on it already, which is very interesting. Is Naomi Osaka is all over the news at the moment for refusing to do the press conferences because it affects her mental health. Do we agree or not? Text me on 4215 at Salat or do or slide to my DMs at Omal Dury on Instagram. All right, okay. Nice. Um, now, the thing that's trending at the moment and I'm sure a lot of us have some form of it. I mean, we we hear about it all the time. It's trackers. Now, what is a tracker? A fitness tracker is something that we wear um, to give us some sort of data which is based on training, strain, recovery, sleep, steps, you name it. There's so much out there at the moment. Which ones are you using and which ones do you recommend? Because it kind of kind of tr- it's like a trendy thing so in the beginning it was um, I think it was Fitbit they were out there and people everyone had their Fitbit on and then it was myzone everyone had their myzone um, heart rate monitors when they train and then and now recently there's been this whoop craze which has been happening now why I mention them is because they're all different in their own right but for me I don't really have I'd say a favorite there's one that I use the most. Um, But I wouldn't say which one. I think in terms of they all offer different things. Now, the positive side of things is it gives us the accountability factor where we actually are aware of how many steps we're doing. uh, We're taking uh, how well we're sleeping. uh, How much are we recovering? What our heart rate is at? How many calories we're burning? You see, there's so many different variables, so many different factors when we uh, when we do that, then we kind of have an idea of where we're at. The other side of it is the application side of things where, you know, you've heard of the apps that you can put your food on there, you can put your, your meals on there, you can put your training and it gives you an idea of how your calories in versus calories out is is happening. So are they a true reflection and do we rely on them so much? I can only speak from experience when I say in terms of holding me accountable, it does actually help me it is a lot of work when you have different types of apps different types of trackers and you're trying to manage everything but it does promote a healthy lifestyle so that's where i kind of like i'm in between two because at one point (laughs) i had a heart rate monitor on from one company i had a strap from another company and someone said to me at the gym they said uh it's like, oh, you, you've got the, you've got, the, you know, that. And I said, yeah. And they said, oh, how is it? And I said, well, it's too early for me to to comment. And they went, why? I said, because normally when you recommend something, you've got to give it some time. And that's, see, this is what I'm going to allude to. That's when you kind of have to be very, very fair with it. You, If you're going to give something an opportunity to to help you and aid your lifestyle, it's got to kind of be, you know... Legit, And it can't be something that you do for two weeks. Now, here's the funny thing. One of the things I was using after two weeks stopped working. (laughs) I was like signed up to it for six months. I'm like, nope, let me give it some time. And they even have a a referral scheme. And I was like, great, I can refer it once I know that it works. But that's the thing. It actually died on me after two weeks. And I was just like, oh, boy. Everyone that asked me prior to that, I was thinking, Give me some time let me see what I can do with it but then what happens is when you wake up in the morning the first thing you're looking at is the stats the data and how accurate it was and the first time I came across um you know someone wearing one of these straps I was like hey does that really work and he and he's someone that does ultra marathons so I was thinking this guy wouldn't be using something that's you know not that great but then it died on me after two weeks. So I was thinking, "Oh man!" So that's me, who's who's aware of it, you know, and and uh, and using these things quite quite religiously, you know. Um, people are already dropping in their messages right now. Uh, Defo. Uh, definitely into my fitness pal, uh, necessary to gouge and train nutrition understanding. See, I love that, Megan. That's the thing. I use my fitness pal as well, by the way, especially the whole scan the barcode of the meals. It really gives you an idea of how much we eat, and especially me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mustafa, don't name the company till they send me sponsorship contracts. Love this guy, man. What a guy. Um, and you, uh, Megan, and use the Nike running app to keep concentration when running. That's interesting. I've seen a few people use the Nike uh, running app. That's that's cool. When I hear people's uh, Apple Watch counts and how many calories they burn, it just seems inaccurate, to be honest. And I see, I agree with you on that, 100%. There's some things that, you know, can give you a a, a good accuracy reflection on what you're doing and there's some things i'm not too sure about now normally because i do a lot of boxing i can't have anything on my wrist so we tried to replace the wrist strap on the bicep with one of the bicep straps that didn't last too long because the actual sensor died out after two weeks uh what's up dipesh what's up dr Rina? as well and uh, jojo try aura ring next you know what that's so interesting you say that jojo because I've actually heard about the ordering and someone else, where was it the other day? Someone else um, had one on and said, you should try this next Omar. Very interesting. Really, really cool, Jojo. What's up, Khaled? I see you. in uh, Florin, normally from New York, is tuned in from London and saying, interesting to- topic. I wear a Fitbit. My phone tracks with Google Fit. But when I run, I use the Nike Run app. It's insane, actually, but I use them for different things. Apple is very inactive. see, everyone has so many different um, opinions on these things. I'm very interested to see, you know, what you guys are thinking. Khaled saying, I use the Whoop. It's quite good. See, Khaled, I was using the Whoop. but That might have been one of the things that actually uh, died on me. <laughs> so so um, a lot of data is good. It holds us accountable, but which one has worked for you? 4215, it's the Salat or do or slide into my DMs at Omaldurian. Coming up next, why did Pep Guardiola line up the way he did against? chelsea in the champions league final was he overthinking it or was he sticking to what he believes that's coming up in segment two and in segment three naomi osaka is refusing to do interviews because of her mental health find out more on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 here's some pine and ginger this is the halftime show with omar adouri this is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. is that time? It's the halftime show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host covering everything sport international and local. Okay, people are still buzzing after the first segment and plenty Plenty has been coming in on the Instagram Live on which trackers you use to help with your fitness. I'm I'm shocked with how many different ones we've had. We've had uh, the Nike one, um, we've had Fitbit, we've had Whoop, we've had MyZone, we've had uh, now Peloton as well. Um, Really cool to see the different types of applications we're using. The thing I like about that is um, it holds us accountable and also MyFitnessPal as well. Uh, Okay, right. So, second segment, before we get into the Naomi Osaka mental health segment when a cover um, a lot of people have sent their messages in a couple of weeks ago I predicted I predict I said I said you know what I think I think Chelsea are going to lose to Leicester City in the FA Cup final down to the psychology of things and coming in as underdogs and favourites. And we all like an underdog. And then I said that Chelsea would beat Manchester City in the Champions League. The only one I got wrong, sorry, United fans, the only one I got wrong was the Europa League final. I thought United would would beat Villarreal, but hats off to Unai Emery, man. What a great evening it was. Um, But we're talking about Pep Guardiola. He's getting a lot of a lot of criticism now here's where i stand on this and and you might say yes omar but you're in the coaches union so you're going to obviously defend coaches when we when we were when we're doing our license you realize how hard it is to coach and and how responsible you have to be for so many factors on the outside it's very easy to just say oh he should have done this and he should have done that but there's so many variables and factors that sometimes we miss and having been uh, as part of the the FA coaching setup in the UK and and still furthering my education and licensing i tried to dissect this game even though i predicted chelsea would win i tried to dissect this game and think what what was pep guardiola thinking when he lined up the way he did a lot of people were saying you know he didn't play with a defensive midfielder he didn't play with a with a recognized striker and I, and i have to say Whilst I agree with that, I also was looking at the stats and I was also looking at why he played those players. Bear in mind also, you got to factor something as well. There's a lot of things that happen in training that you don't see uh, from the outside. And again, you're going to say, yeah, Omar, but it was so obvious this is the thing there's certain times where you're you're working on a game plan and you work in practice that's why you train and you're working in practice and you're doing all sorts of things it's not that the players have to prove anything to the coach it's managing their recovery levels we were speaking about that earlier it's managing their mindset their emotional intelligence their how they handle pressure so many factors here when you're coaching you have to bear in mind now the obvious one that everyone is saying is oh but he had aguero and he had jesus and he didn't play with a striker well Look at it this way. Manchester City this year have won the Premier League, which is arguably the hardest league in the world, without a recognised striker. They've played with false number nines. Aguero's been injured for most of the season. Gabriel Jesus has, you know, uh, contributed, yes. But if you look at the top scorers, and this will explain why he didn't play necessarily with a holding midfielder, even though you will say... Fernandinho and Rodri have been essential in his uh, in his success. Gundogan, Eko Gundogan, has been arguably the player of the season for Manchester City. So leaving him out would be very difficult coming up to this final, especially with how reliable he has been when Kevin De Bruyne, their best player, was out. And guess who was who scored the most goals this year? Eko Gundogan played. 28 and scored 13 the next person after him is Raheem Sterling played 31 scored 10 and then you have Gabriel Jesus who scored 9 Phil Foden 9 Mahrez 9 and and that's see so the reason why Pep played Gundogan rather than a, a holding player is because he thought he would dominate with possession which they actually did and by a few chances with Edison playing the ball over the top and Sterling going through on goal we might not be having this conversation now The back line spoke for itself. Edison spoke for itself. So you look at the players that he did play and people will say, yeah, but he played Zinchenko. A a normal left-sided defender, fullback, who can play in a four, was key to be able to get the balance. Especially knowing that Chelsea would play with two number 10s. Meaning when City had the ball, they could use their fullbacks to be able to hit Um, Chelsea on the counter-attack. Diaz and Jones, again, been phenomenal this season. Diaz player of the year and Jones uh, being one of the most developed, if not the developed player of the year. So that tells you another thing regarding his selection. Now, I'm, I'm just telling you what I'm seeing because everyone now is easy to jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, Pep overdid it. Kyle Walker, you can't drop. He's been the most consistent player they've got. Then you look at the... Uh, options moving forward. Kevin De Bruyne was very unlucky to get injured. Some people said that Rudiger should have got a red card, but he was there. Phil Foden, Sterling, Mares, how good have they been this season? So when you look at it really, and you look at the way that they've they've played, the top assists this year Kev- for Manchester City: Kevin De Bruyne with 12, Raheem Sterling with seven, Mares with six, Bernardo Silva with six, Phil Foden with five. So you see where I'm going with this they've had players there the only thing the only thing I would say that maybe he could have done uh, perhaps early on but again with with Pep he's got his philosophy is perhaps dropped Fernandinho or Rodri athletically a little bit earlier into the game that might have changed things but saying that who am I to doubt Pep Guardiola. The way that he has been this season has been fantastic. And so therefore, when I was hearing the criticism, it was kind of unfair because they won the double this year. So when we look at all that, we think, you know, Thomas Tuchel got it right. And by the way, and some people would also say, I was very lucky. I was very fortunate the way they scored their goal. Kai Havertz scored one goal And it was the Champions League final goal And not only that Recognising that goal From start to finish The way that the ball was pinged out To Chilwell The way the ball was played into Mason Mount The assist from Mason Mount To Kai Havertz But by the way Everyone that's criticised Everyone that's criticised Timo Werner For how many chances he missed If you watch that goal slowly The reason why he was playing as a false number nine, and I was speaking to my my football team the other day, the team that I coach, the All Blacks, I was speaking to them about the false number nine. The way he moved from the center of the pitch to the left side, occupying Diaz and occupying uh, Walker to be able to create that space in the middle for Kai Havertz to run into, that is why... Thomas Tuchel played Timo Werner in the final. Now, a lot of people will give the credit to the person who scored it, and a lot of people will give the credit to the person who assisted it. But the movement off the ball was world class. So some people would say, yeah, but he can't, you know, he can't finish. That by itself deserves a lot of credit. And by the way, those that miss chances in a game, it's even harder to pick yourself up and go again. And that's why, that's why, the way that his character has been this year timovana has been wild class because no matter how many chances he misses he always comes back so that's my two cents on the Champions League final congratulations to Chelsea congratulations to um, you know uh, Manchester City for reaching the final hey listen it just makes it an even stronger season next year but coming up next we're talking about Naomi Osaka and why she's refusing to do press conferences at the French Open due to mental health stay tuned for more on the only place to be at 3 the halftime show on Pulse 95 this is the halftime show with Omar Al Duri on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Al Duri on Pulse 95. Salam, welcome back to the halftime show with Omar Al Duri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international and local. Right, okay. Okay, so the topic of the day today is Naomi Osaka. For those that don't know, she's a Japanese professional tennis player who is ranked number one in the Women's Tennis Association as the first Asian player to hold the top rankings in the singles. Now, she's a four-time Grand Slam uh, singles champion and right now is trending everywhere because she has refused to do press conferences down to mental health. She posted something on her Instagram recently and it was very, very serious. She also was fined for not attending it because she said that it affects her mental health with the questions that are being asked. So, Naomi Osaka has been subject to trending news following her refusal to do any interviews for the French Open. The reason being due to it's affecting her mental health. She was fined $15,000 for refusing to attend her press conference on Sunday following her victory against Patricia Maria Tig. They have threatened to disqualify her From the tournament if she continues to not fulfill her media obligations she's also commented that the money she's being fined should go to a mental health charity which i really really like that but do you think she's right in staying true to what she believes in or is it part of the process leave a comment below text us on 4215 or slide into our dms and let us know Mental health is something we talk about a lot on the show and it's something that we we dive into from different angles with different athletes and even different coaches and people in the game but is she right in doing so and if so how has it been different to all the other tennis players some people are talking about her age some people are talking about you know uh, the fact that we're in a different time right now but what do you think about that and do they have a right to fine her for not doing? The press conference. I had people from media message me early and say, you know, they can see where she's coming from, but they think she should do it. Um, it's it's really it's really interesting. We're getting comments right now coming in as we speak about Naomi Osaka. Uh, when they ask when they ask the William sisters silly questions, what happens? They respond and they are labeled angry. Naomi's just avoiding. The B And rightfully so uh, Ashraf is saying I think she has Every right Not to hold Press conferences However uh, What does it state In her contract That's a very good point If there's such a clause Included But I support her 100% Almas 100% right From Naomi To take a stand See we've got We've got different Things here uh, Maria saying Zidane didn't take part in the media. Yeah, but Zidane was a legend. (laughs) Sorry, Maria. Zidane didn't take part because he's Zidane. It had nothing to do with mental health. It was just... It's just different. As I said the other day, different gravy. (laughs) That's Zidane. Um, Emma, what a baller. She's here. Um, It's her choice. Respect her. Uh, Florian is saying respect her and her legitimate reasons. See, we're in a different time right now. And so much has happened, which... Through unprecedented times, through COVID and through so many things, we've been able to experience things. And so right now, when when Naomi Osaka is someone that, you know, has a look and says, I don't want to be part of this because there's a lot of negativity that comes with it. And there's some people that are trying to knock them down. And especially, you know, what you need to think about with mental health, especially for these athletes, the spotlight is on them. The pressure is on them. Sometimes you have, and this is not all the time. This is sometimes you have... Uh, reporters who ask questions that are provoking that, uh, that kick you when you're down so to speak and she put that in her message on instagram she said that's why she doesn't want to do it because she understands that there's some people she's grown up with uh, in the press room that she knows and has a relationship with them but there's some people that want to see her fail and want to provoke her into a reaction. And like florence said it might actually provoke you know uh, A negative response But let me know What you think Text me on 4215 Ittasalat or do Or sign into my DMs We'll take a quick break The Adan prayer is going to go off But I want these questions Coming in Keep them rolling Here we go This is the Halftime Show With Omar al Duri On Pulse 95 This is the Halftime Show With Omar al On Pulse 95 It sure is that time It's the Halftime Show With Omar al Thank you very much For tuning in Wow, these comments have been going off like crazy over the hour regarding the topic of the day. And that's Naomi Osaka being fined for not going to the press conferences during the French Open. And there's also uh, a chance she might even get disqualified if she continues. There's so many things here that people have been talking about. Very, very good points. I'll read a few of them to you. because there's um there's quite a few on here we've got um people comparing it to jose Mourinho uh and uh, solo hope as well that's another one they were saying and she's giving interviews to journalists she trusts is what almas is saying and who is watching out for her that's a good point um who else we have here let's see uh, could the difference uh, Megan saying could the difference potentially be gender related? Someone said something about respect for others but not her. Florin made a very good point. Bottom line is Naomi is young, black, Asian and outspoken, all the things they don't like in tennis. that's another that's another fair reflection. I mean my thing is people are blaming the journalists, but if she was, not to do the interviews and not get fined or threatened to be disqualified i think that's the problem so who's really in charge of what's going on and has anyone from the federation taken this and said let's just slow down here for a second and let's try and speak to the player the parents the managers the agents whoever and come to a compromise because there's good there's a there's a plus side as well there's a pro there's pros and cons to it the pros is the fans want to hear from her as well, which is very important but it's also the timing the timing that we're at right now um, Almas so if media personnel don't respect an athlete they have the right to treat the athlete accordingly I don't think so um, if she loses they ask stupid questions have you ever seen a LeBron interview uh, Martina Pavlov declined interviews too with no fine so did Agassi and Pete Sampras um, it's the damn tennis association is, is what they're saying uh right see yeah, there's so many different different comments coming in do we agree uh, do we agree with Naomi saka why she's not doing press conferences mental health yes yes we agree because there's some people that have uh agenda and and want to knock the player when they're down Naomi saka is is a uh, is a is a top rank number one actually um tennis player and right now maybe her focus is just tennis uh We also, at some points that were made earlier, she's 23 years old, right? So her coach, uh, Wim Fissette, as well, must be looking at this and thinking, okay, I agree with what you're doing. Let's just stick to the tennis. The parents, uh, Leonard Francois and Tamaki Osaka, um, they they also will have a say to it. So I wonder how they're coaching her because you're going to have on the court and off the court coaching. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, you know, what about the other tennis players? There are people that sometimes agree with what these professional athletes go through. And mental health, as I said, is not something that you either have or you don't. Everyone has it. But mental fitness is what is required in terms of practice. So are they coaching her mental fitness the right way in how to manage pressure and keep the tunnel vision, keep the focus, but also not to disconnect from the fans rather than the haters, because you're going to get that wherever you go. There's going to be the idiot or two that are going to say something. I-, I think this is where we have to look at it. But then also, fifteen thousand dollars fine already, and threatening her to dis- and threatening to disqualify her. That's disgraceful. Like, what are we doing here, people? Like, look at what's happening in the world, and you're finding someone for not attending a press conference. Okay, I've had my rant. I've, <laughs> I've had my rant. I'm just. I'm just trying to, to to contemplate how these people think right now. What I like about her post, actually, she said, I hope they use that for a mental health charity. That was very cool. Um, Megan's saying, I feel like without knowing anything about it or prior to now, the tennis association is founded white male centric. If a white male spoke about mental health, they would probably be praised. I think, see, that's a fair point. I think right now we're living in a very sensitive society which is raising awareness on many many things it's not just this it's not just black lives matter it's not just uh palestine there's so many things right now happening so i can see that that's a very good point i can see how that's going but i can also see with these people that are making these decisions and i'm talking about the federations and and all that finding her like, what are, you, what are we doing here, people? Like, we can save that money, you know, and use it to something good. Like she said, like a mental health ch- charity. Um, I've also got another comment here. Being an elite athlete, she probably has the mental fitness training, which probably posed that this was the best course of action for her mental health and to preserve her mental fitness. Yes, love that. I, I, I think that is exactly it. But I also think that... As much as people teach us about mental health and and speak to us about mental health, what was I doing at 23 years old? Yes, I'm not a, you know, world-class tennis player. I get get that. But there's some things, as much as you get taught in school, and we were speaking about this with Tashrik Muhammad the other day regarding education and the importance of education. But as much as they teach you in school, there's things that you learn outside of school. And these experiences only make them stronger. So that's where I kind of look at that and think, This is probably the best lesson she's getting because she's getting, she's standing up for what she believes in. She's getting, you know, the exposure for what she stands for and those people that are going through it. And she's being a role model for those people. And then I think about it. And and in hindsight, when we think back at things we've done, we think, could I have handled it better? She might think that. She might have seen a, you know, a connect in there. What happens now if she doesn't do the next press conference and she continues to win, how will the French Open treat her? How will the Federation treat her? That is what I'm very excited to see. And if anything, the French Federation should want her to continue to win because there's more people now that are tuned in to see what she's doing and how she's going to do and how she reacts on the court. And if she gets frustrated and how she blocks out the outside world, this is very good for tennis finding her and making her fed up is not good for tennis it's not good for sport in general so especially for what she stands for and where she comes from she doesn't just come from one race so this is this is gold she comes from she's she's um she's got japanese in her she's american you can see from her jeans, she's not one race which is incredible so if anything this has brought more people aware of this situation and now it's got us talking about it so i really think that this is this is positive for tennis but finding her or threatening to throw her out of the tournament just to answer one or two interviews that's that's crazy um Florin is saying it's like how they like to mess with Nick uh, Yeah, yes yes you know what I was thinking about him fans love him right he's the type of person that is sarcastic with the with the empire with the referee sorry uh, with the officials he responds back he slams his court he's sarcastic and people love messing with him you know um, he, he <laughs> Mekin doesn't agree with you Florin she's saying he's the shame of Australian tennis but you see You need characters like that And I'm sure when you sit down with him He's a nice guy But what he portrays It's like Zlatan The same thing You have characters all over the world You're Conor McGregors You're Floyd Mayweather The reason why people remember them Is because of the way that they carry themselves So I'm very interested to see This is going on to another another show Um (laughs) (laughs) another one one. um okay we're gonna we're gonna call that full time on the halftime show what a show it's been plenty of talking points and fantastic comments from all of you guys what a show you've made it thank you for spending the hour with me come back again on wednesday i'm sure there's gonna be much more coming up on this on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 peace and love guys i'm out